Welcome to the Gnostic Warriors, Sevon. It's really great to have you on the show again today. How you doing? Likewise, Mo, man. It's been awesome. I'm obviously in Costa Rica. But I'm also in a, a brand new state of consciousness. You know, I'm always um, continuously expanding and metamorphosizing. I've taken a, a break for a while, maybe about a month and a half off of just live shows and platform and the platform and things like that, just to work on some new stuff that we're developing and also really tune into what exactly the universe is saying and what's necessary at this moment. Because I've always, I have this new saying, I don't know if I'm just becoming more awake or situations are somewhat getting worse because it would still cause the same phenomena. Obviously, if, as a person becomes more and more awake, they become aware of all the things that have been going on around them anyway, but it just has somewhat of a more vivid uh, meaning for them. So. I'm, of course, experiencing that because I'm on the quest just like everyone else. Correct, Savon. And you have a great way of explaining that to people who kind of seem to be stuck in the darkness and show them the light, even when some of the subjects that you talk about and, and we talk about in these interviews can be dark. You always give them hope. But for some of those people out there that don't know you, Savon, I know you're real well known around the world. Can you explain who you are and your background a little bit before we get into your great work? For sure, just to condense it very briefly, I'm, I'm an individual who has been pursuing uh, the cream, if you wanna call it, of spiritual knowledge from all systems available in the universe. And I've been doing that diligently for all my life, really since a child, but more heavily and just directly as far as what I do every single day for the last nine years. And uh, personally, I have an ambition to figure this out. It's not really about everyone else around me and, and what's going on around me and how people are perceiving what I'm doing because at the end of the day, I came in this world alone and I may leave out the same way, uh, just in the tense of how we come in and go out of these kind of planes. But that means it's my responsibility for, to figure out the truth for myself. And then what I've done is, is I've shared that information in real time as I'm going on the quest or what we sometimes call the occultation which is basically when everything around you does have a meaning and you know what that meaning is and it allows you to uh, geocentrically locate yourself in this universe so that you can figure out where you're going, first of all, where you came from and then where you're going to be going next in your infinite existence. And let's talk about that, Sevon. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, they love what you're saying, but they don't completely understand it. How does someone awaken to the, this... Um, this light that you had just explained and also how do they get an understanding of their surroundings and also their life? Well, first I would say that it is rather simple. Like in, in it's only complexity comes in when people need more explanation. So let's make that very clear because there is simple things that you can look at in the world around you every day in your everyday activity that will let you know exactly where your balance really is. So if you just imagine your life as a scale, and one end being, let's say, positive and the other end being negative. And the goal here to maintain balance between the two, a person can start carrying out their life with throwing certain things, certain kinds of behavior, certain kinds of actions on one side and then throwing on another. And then at the end of the day, weigh the scales and see what, you know, see where you're at. And so in that simple tense that expanding, you know, in whatever description that may be given and how uh, expansion takes place and what you should experience when you expand, still based on the individual and their level of perception. So in a reality where seeing is believing, if we're talking about higher levels of expansion, 
then we're also talking about an individual getting involved in utilization of their third eye, activation of their chakra centers, uh, tons of different subjects that do make up your courses in your university or your universe. And every tense of courses, because these are the circles or the orbits that a person will continuously go through until they gain that ring or they are able to actually completely realize what band or what disc they're on and then make the way towards the center of that, which is basically accomplishing balance and then going up into their next stage of perfection. So that's a simple way of putting something that can become rather complex if we're dealing with a world that con is continuously itself metamorphosizing and presenting new challenges and presenting languages and symbols and things that divide what could otherwise be something so simple into a great deal of complexity. So really what I work with, and which is why I have so many conversations, hundreds of conversations, is deprogramming. Because deprogramming is, is much different. You actually have to tell the person the who's, why's, what's, where's, and how's of what is going on in the, or what's going on in their dimension. I call it the wilderness. Uh, this is a person's own individual frequency and how they're perceiving things because we have to understand that another individual is not going to be perceiving the reality the same way that we are. That's impossible. That's also what makes us so unique. And what I mean by that is that how a person, if you show them uh, something or tell them something, how they receive that, we often are confused to believe that they perceive that the same way we're saying it and the same way we understand it. But that can't be at all possible, especially if the person's learning. So I find that you have to be in awareness of that and in, in deprogramming, start using other integers, other things that the person can, uh, can hone in on more specifically in their lives that's going on to explain a much more, if you may, higher truth. That, so that, that way they can see that you can really do this with anything. You can extract this knowledge in perfection from uh, dirt, from gold, from anything else in between that, and, and if you have that kind of view. And this is also um, what I noticed, especially in my, my many quests into astral worlds and worlds that are less dense than this one, is how you react is how the environment reacts. So here on this dimension, because there's somewhat of a time lag, people can't see right away how they're directly infecting the reality around them. But generally three days, or actually it's the harvest, so 28 days later, they generally, if they're still paying attention, can see how what they reap, they'll sow. Now, this, can, this doesn't have to always be looked at as a negative way. A negative person's going to see that the bad way. Oh, my goodness, if I do something bad, that means something bad's going to happen to me. Well, they never think of, well, that means if I do something balanced and something excellent, if I plant that kind of seed, then I can look forward to reaping that in 28 days anyway, because that's how this whole cycle works. That's the real laws of what defies physics, because physics is foolishness when you really look at it. It actually gets into the original knowledge of how planets, which are incorporated with the bodies that we're in, truly work. And if it doesn't work like that, then everything comes unhinged. So when you actually get into universal laws and how to practice universal laws in your daily actions, then you see the results. But what we have going on here is we have a lot of mire and murk that we need to dig other individuals. Well, actually, we don't need to do anything. We get to dig other individuals out of because of things that they've twined themselves with on their experience on this path. 
And let's let's dwell delve into that a little bit. Where does this confusion and this chaos come from? Is this manufactured by mankind and and purposely put disinformation out there in the occult and you know uh, fields of alternative research? And that's where people that are seeking truth, as you had mentioned, we're each on our own path and we're kind of at different stages along that path in an evolution. But some of these people get caught and trapped by this disinformation and this chaos? Well, let me make it very, very simple because I, I see it's going to be one of those shows today. It's simple but powerful. Let's rewind to what we know as the furthest reference point to what actually took place. Because if we start getting into what took place after, it could get rather confusing. A person could get lost in that, right? Yeah. So let's just put it this way. In, if there was a beginning, which there wasn't, but let's just assume it, <laughs> that would be the only point that everyone you see here was the same. Okay, because we were all, if that point exists, encompassed in the same energetic form. And then after that, because there's always an after that, if you look at when a being enters into this planet, okay, and this is the part of the very ancient story of an arrival of a specific group of beings, but when they enter this planet and they begin to consume or take in anything, because as uh, a, a b external being, if you come into another atmosphere, you have nothing but portals on you. They call those pores, okay? Portals. Okay, so your eyes, ears, mouth, nose, throat, all your pores, glands, all that kind of stuff can take in other organisms, okay? So when a person chooses, in many cases for the indigenous, based on their flora and fauna, what they're going to ingest in their body on the tree is what the, this planet is looked at, is planet or plant. If you partaketh of this tree, ye shall surely die. Now, let's not get all scared here because the only thing that the word die means is to divide, to split into two. So what this is talking about is this is talking about that anything that we consume, and you can easily see this on the astral plane, it twines itself into our DNA and it actually becomes a part of us for a time. Some, some things longer than others, depending on their potency. So what I'm saying is, is that what we're choosing to put into our portals, and we have many of them, we can sight, sight, hear, taste, smell, touch, or just the beginning. It will entwine with the being that we've become now and cause variations, be they positive, negative, or balanced. So what you're also dealing with in this world then is you're dealing with Individuals who, now they're individuals, who've twined themselves with certain things. So the makeup, the vibration, the frequency, and the biorhythm that that person can be on can vary, but there is a spectrum, meaning nine shelves that all of the beings that choose to partake in duality, choose to partake in the prison type consciousness or the prism type consciousness, can uh, categorize themselves or be categorized into. So maybe I can clarify that more if we hone in on one specific part of that, but you just let me know how you feel about it. No, sure. So basically what you're saying is, is we're all born essentially the same and it's the path that we, <clears throat> excuse me, that we take and the choices and the substances that we take in, whether that be food, drink, knowledge, truth, books, and stuff, then makes up the chemical makeup of who we are. Absolutely. And, 
Absolutely. Okay. And then also imagining this taking place before, though, when we were our, our initial inception in this world, coming, being born in this world right now, but over parsecs, meaning large expanses of time, an organism it, going into duality, becoming a deuce or a deals or a god themselves, and then practicing dualism in order to find hybridism. Which, okay, and let's, let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about dualism. Are we all, us human beings incarnated on Earth right now, me, you, Sabon, the listeners, are, are we all living in dualism? Well, it depends on the organism. Now, if you're okay. tapped into the hive mind, yes, because the hive mind functions on duality until it receives an override to its current program. It uses symmetrics, which are duality. And I, I explain this very simple to people because every time we mention bad, people get gory images from CNN. But what we're talking about is, is that with a leaf, okay, look at a leaf, it's symmetric. On one side of that leaf, it's what we call good. There's medicinal properties that are beneficial to us. On the other side of the leaf, there's what we call bad. There are toxins and also elements that are harmful to us. So this leaf is in balance. <laughs> you see, so this is how we have to look at this, is that there are two poles that each person, and I don't care how good a person says, in fact, the gooder they claim to be generally means the worst off they are. I call those the light-siders, okay? So what happens is, is that, because just not being in truth and being in realization of what is actually really going on here so that you can get out of it. It's like the first step to AA, which is, of course, the Illuminati. A period, colon, period, A period, colon, period is the, is the real Illuminati's uh, brand, okay? And that means the AA knowledge or Illuminati knowledge of how to break a habit, okay? So what is the first step? Yeah, then it is going on. So what happens is if we don't admit, and these light-siders don't admit that they're in some level of duality themselves, that they're not necessarily good and don't want to be bad either, but should find that balance, then this whole volley or ping-pong game ensues for them. And this is what we need to also understand is that it doesn't have to continue for an individual. If they choose to expand their consciousness, bring, merge the dark with the light inside of themselves, then they can see the next level of expansion. And this is important to hone in on about this merging the dark and the light within oneself. And it's because of the simple knowledge, which every beginner neophyte knew, which is that the dark can't perceive the light. Like, as a dark, corrupt being, they don't even understand light. They don't even attempt to. Just like so-called light-sider can't even perceive what's going on with someone that's malevolent in the malevolent force, right? So mm -hmm. what I've done, and this is why I can speak on all subjects, is I've merged those two poles inside of myself, first through, in many tenses, study, studying both sides of the, of the volley, and then actually seeing where this battlefield was taking place inside of myself and then winning that battle by sitting back into the crown of my own creation and then ruling over the many subjects that I have inside of my own corpus, my own universe, and ruling justly. You see what I mean? So this gets out of that whole external, I need to affect everyone because if you're doing that, you're just as bad as the Illuminati and I'll explain that. When you look at the organism itself of beyond the human being, 
there is something very unique called choice, meaning they are the ones that flip the dip switch. Even if someone's forcing you to do it, you still are the one that says, let's do it and flips the switch. So just in that tense alone, we cannot really change anyone. And going forward with those kind of endeavors actually leads to the person being more malevolent than beneficent. So what it really is, is that we can become uh, better explainers of it. We can get better tools to do it. But ultimately, the responsibility and the choice of an individual to descend or ascend is definitely up to them. And that's something that we do not want to take away. And this is why. Because in the first, uh, we wouldn't call them religions, the first sets of spiritual knowledge in this world, uh, you can go in even before uh, Zoroastrianism, back when uh, Zervan Akarana was the original being of time and that was Yalda Baal, et cetera, et cetera. What they're talking about is that when the split of the being took place, that it was split equally between light and darkness, okay? And this is something, again, light-siders can't comprehend because they can't comprehend the darkness because it shows them immediately that these two forces are actually equal. And the whole art of what they're doing is to create what we're calling a physical world. So if you decide that, or in a dualistic world, so if you decide that you don't want to be in that kind of world anymore, you don't want to be in a spheric world anymore, then you have to get off of that sphere. But if you want to get into it, if you want to start dueling it out, and you, if you want to be a Jedi this life or a Sith Lord the next, have at it, but don't be surprised because it's that kind of duality that actually creates time. If you wake up or maybe dream, that's what you would be doing, aeons later and still find yourself into it. And so that's, you know, these are deeper introspections, but not so deep that a person was slowing this stuff down, which I'll work to do even during this conversation. Look at it for what it is. Erase as much as you can of any preconceptions and programming before you hear the entire body of the work. And then allow, it, allow yourself to ask, just ask a simple question. Is it more dangerous to do what he's doing or remaining in this world like this with no power? Because the only thing, because we don't use uh, swords and we don't use guns, all that stuff came way later on. The only thing that what we're calling the human being right now had was what we're calling magic now, meaning an innate ability to cause phenomena that would otherwise be deemed as impossible. <laughs> okay, so in miracles, those kind of things are what we were capable and are still capable of accomplishing. But the formulas to do those kind of things can't be looked at at all as half-hearted, I mean, excuse me, in a half-hearted way. And so what I'm saying is, is that to accomplish such things, you need to bring out, you need to bring out your real league. You need to bring out overachiever. You need to bring out those kind of things. You don't need to bring out Mr. Lazy, Mr. Doesn't really kind of want to halfway do it. That, that doesn't get it done. That's not what we're even talking about. So that's also what we're into. We're running the gauntlet. We see this as important because if you look at the, there's a psychology, it's called the flow in psychology. It basically shows you that if a person doesn't really have the motivation or the arousal to do something, it ain't going to be done. And so as for teachers, even what I'm creating has those kind of components. It's like the same backbone of what makes a game addictive. Okay. A game becomes addictive because there's small awards that lead to a larger reward. 
There's many bosses and challenges. There are difficulty levels. So all of those things are incorporated to create an addiction with the game. So what happens if a person becomes really addicted, not narcissism, but really addicted to themselves and their expansion? Now we've got something. So what I find is, is that the core of all things is always the same. It's the integer that you plug in, the human, the one who makes the actions that begin to uh, change it and turn it into different things. So that allows me to go back into even J. Paul Getty or uh, Baby, Baby and Manny Fresh or whoever these uh, groups and organizations are and look at their core or their corpus and then see, especially the shell corpse, the pattern, which is phi, in that, in where their imperfections and their phi pattern is, and then also where those imperfections can be corrected, all in the name of something that is far more superior to mental and physical aspects, which is spirituality. If we're giving labels here, spirituality will become always more effective. You can't think a person from, away from hurting you. Physically, you can only gain so much defense to keep a person from breaching your fields. But spiritually, you can quirk, meaning you can become invisible. Others that are not on your plane, not on your sphere, not on your frequency, can't even interact with you. You see? So this is where we would have to, and I put myself back into the collective for a moment, we would have to, if we choose to raise the entire dimension, we would have to get into that. And when what we see on this news and what we see on, like Vice News is a better news network, I will plug that right now because if you're still into watching that kind of stuff, at least watch what's really going on, Vice News. But if you look at that and you see, then these people are not playing. You may be playing, you may think it's all love and light, you may think that it's a game, you may think someone's coming, but the reality is, is that this is not a game. It's happening to real people that in the beginning, if you want to use that term, were the same as us. And then what happened was, is through the choices that their leaders, their kings, their cons, their priests, the choices that they made and the things they ate, entwined them and changed their DNA into beings that cannot thrust out of the vortex, which Dan Winter you know, eloquent, so eloquently put, the vortex that pulls all life forms in that don't have the thrust to travel above the speed of light. And let's, let me stop you there just mm -hmm. real quick, Sevon. I, I like that you had brought in, of course, the, the world and these kings. And, and let's talk a little bit about these rulers and the archon, archons, which is actually a favorite subject of a lot of people out there that are in the truth and alternative movement, they're always trying to see, you know, who's really in charge, who's leading us, who's, you know, the Illuminati and so forth. And if we look at the various religions and the wars that are going on right now, and you had mentioned vice, and I know they were recently um, in Iraq or in Syria with the um, ISIS group and so forth. And I did see that documentary and it was just crazy. These, these, these religious fanatics basically of course it, they're in all religions around the world but in islam and of course there's the catholicism 
is this what the rulers knew? And if we look at the word religion, it essentially means to bind. So they're binding all these people that aren't taking control of themselves spiritually, and they're basically using them to further their um, campaigns or their conquest. Is, is that what's happening out there with these religions? Well, you know, to put it in perspective, because, you know, I'm still yet to see uh, more advanced spiritual news or knowledge really coming out beside what's just commonly circulated, especially within books. And realistically, I think it would take a person to have an activated third eye to really get a big update on what's going on in the spiritual plane and, and what went on in the past and how that really operates. So I'll allow some sight through my third eye just to explain to people very briefly that it's just like listening to a Creed song, What's This Life For? So you can understand why he went crazy. He's talking about the reign of one king, okay? That ain't here anymore, okay? Meaning that the original being, Archon, uh, uh, which actually was not an Archon, uh, which was Zervan Akarana, a.k.a. Uh, Yalda Bayot's father, okay? This being was ori the original king, Khan, or priest, or Cohen of this sphere, and that being is what we call dead, but dreaming. And the but dreaming part is, is that people still remember the interactions, or beings still remember the interactions that they had from that initial waveform that was birthed on this planet, and they are still living in that pain in many tense. In fact, that has a lot to do with woman's cycle. Okay, because Zervan Akarana was also what we would call a moon in a tense. And basically, it's a being that knows how to create what we're calling time. And it's father time, later on you get Saturn. But what I would say is, is that you have to realize, just as we exist, trying to confuse what a father is doing versus what his son is doing will be always the issue with the beings that don't understand these family lineages in a tense on a higher level. So if you're blaming Ma'at for what Hathor is doing, then you're out of place, meaning that there is an actual genealogy in a tense to what the initial beings did versus what their children did. So we can first denote Zervan Akarana and outside of time now, and that that initial force you know, be it positive or negative, echoing through the world and creating what we are calling archons, which are eidolons. They are ideas. They're not real beings per se, but because of what we are, we can create things. So if we believe in something strongly, and there are several in the hive that are in agreement to believing in that, then it comes into existence. So if you, if you want to know the world powers, what they are is the archons, but this is over a process, long process, of actually becoming first the organs in a human's body because the creation of the body itself, which is a pen, pentagram or phi, was a creation of the archons because all bodies functions as, function as shells, which is called the clipot, the excrement, okay? And they encase an otherwise unlimited organism inside of a governor, meaning that if you get to a certain frequency, you lose consciousness. You can't hold a physical body, 
Okay, and so this is because up right above that frequency, you can fly, you can see through walls, you can do several different things that defy the laws of this particular plane. This is why you don't generally see, even though we know 100% it's possible, look at Dynamo Jack the Qigong Master, too many people with high current, high Kundalini in balance, being able to utilize that on this particular dimension even though it's possible. You see what I mean? Like you can't imagine out of 8 billion people, no one's activated Kundalini. So those who have activated, activated Kundalini, where are they? Well, it's a whole status thing. Basically, once you activate Kundalini, you're generally stationed. <laughs> like you're going to be in that space you're at for a while because when that turns on, you leave the body. So this ensures that you don't go take the body to the mall with activated Kundalini read every single mind that's there, do a little levitation while you're sitting down, and basically cause the entire Jesus phenomenon on the planet for a second coming. You see what I mean? So we have to understand how this is really governed and how it's governed is through the bodies. And so you can even have large souls that have vast lifelines and wavelengths like whales still confined on this plane into a whale body that presents limitations like not being able to get out of the Fukushima radiation. You see what I mean? So we have to understand that there's ancient texts that talk about the Kemetans creating these bodies. And in every tense, we could say that the planet has an oversoul. It is, excuse me, it is an oversoul. So what it's capable of doing, what its experience is, and this is Sophia dreaming, her own experience as an oversoul, is actually allow all the experiences that are taking place by all the organisms that are on the planet to become a part of its whole gathering of knowledge and information and experience infinitely. So this means that even on that text alone, the planet itself does have an interest in all the experiences that are going on here, and here's why. As an oversoul, right? In control of thousands, billions of tentacles. When one tentacle fights the other tentacle, it's still both itself. And this is what we need to understand. Like, if one person is in joy off of another person's pain, if both of those beings are still encased in the same being, they cancel each other out. So imagine this being done constantly, where the actions of the volleying back and forth that are taking place in the world are not killing the oversoul. What it's doing is actually growing and expanding the oversoul into having more experiences. So if you can imagine yourself then, if someone may have taken it out of context, and you have billions of experiences going on simultaneously that you have a, a bill core processor to actually experience all simultaneously, this is a billion times stronger than the average human being or eight billion times even more stronger than the average human being. So we have to see that even the planet has already expanded into another state of consciousness that actually allows our place in what we're doing here to continue to go on without any hiccups. And so this goes against, again, this whole thing about the planet being upset about what's happening and going on like people need to understand what you're talking about you're dealing with something that's eight billion years old supposedly okay or billions of years old at least and on top of that it can superheat itself 
which is the same thing a person would do when they activate Kundalini, you superheat. And all of your toxins, all of the shells and all the things, the barnacles and all the rest of the entities that have attached themselves to you over time in first symbiotic relationships and then things that became vamp vampiric, would have to break off of you like you're cleaning off the bottom of a ship. And what happens then is then you can vibrate or shake into a higher frequency. So even with the planet, if it wakes up fully, it will shake everything living that's not fixed into it off of it in intensity. It'll shake it to its core. The only things that generally remain if the planet chooses to go into that kind of process are the trees. And that's why the trees were connected to the beings that uh, they call them now the archons, but they're just mixing all this stuff together. These were the igigi, those who manned the ship. They were stationed at their stations. This means the trees always have all the knowledge and all of the information of what exactly has been going on for longer than we need to know because you see the cycle, and that's really what the rings in the tree are about. Those are so the this, cycles. To, to interrupt you, sorry to interrupt you there, Seven. So this would be one of the reasons the ancient Druids had worshipped and, and held religious ceremonies under the oak tree and also venerated the mistletoe as well. That was one of their ways of honoring this. Would they also be part of the, these archon, these souls? It's because the oak tree, mainly the, the father oak, okay? And this is why when you go into much of that uh, knowledge and chivalry, as they call it, you'll find that there was a tree that was cut down and that this tree sat in the middle of, I believe, the black forest. Because in every forest, you will find a mother tree. Okay, it's the tree that basically dropped the first seed, and there's always one, and that tree is endowed with basically all the knowledge of, it, the roots of that tree connect all the way down into the core of the, of the earth, if you want to call it, okay? So what happens is, is that with certain trees, like the willow, and uh, um, I won't put the oak in that category, but mainly the willow, as a being, made choices that make it as sorrowful as the willow looks. And that energy has been froze in time through a seed. And this is why the seeds are really what give you the geometry. They give you most of the knowledge of what you need to understand about whatever being this was because its whole incubation process, its seed and its geometry lets you know where it held from. So many beings, and this is not to be seen consistently as a negative things, many beings, you know how you like write your, you may write your name on the wall downtown or something like that, just let everyone know you were here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe, under, maybe underneath the old bus stop, right? And maybe underneath the, of the back of a tree. Many beings left their streak, if you may, on the planet. And it may be f flowers, it may be plants, it may be an actual animal. So that's what you're dealing with with the Druids, is the Druids, consulted the trees, mainly certain trees, right, which were the original fallen ones because those trees were chopped down at a certain point because people started thinking, hey, these trees are evil. Like, they've got all this stuff, and, you know, we've gone through our different cycles. So the, the, falling, the falling of those angels was actually the cutting down of certain trees that were deeply rooted into what we're calling earth, which just means dirt. If you think about earth, Earth means dirt, okay? So what better place for a seed then? So then you see that this is a womb, right? And then it's a womb 
that's made out of, well, well, let's just stop there. You know, so, but you see again that this is a womb. Uh, beings that have seeds, like men have seeds, sons in a tense are known as having seeds, even though they're androgynous. I, actually, every human being here is androgynous. You have a masculine and feminine side, primarily in your case, masculine, in my case, masculine, and in a woman's case, feminine. But we have to see that again. When we, can, when we start getting out of understanding who we are, then we start confusing everything else that's going on in the world. And then the expectations that we're looking for, we can't seem to achieve. And so this is just bringing things back into perspective and saying, well, look, you have two sides. So it's best instead of choosing one of those sides to get in the middle and become the arbitrator if you're gonna exist and understand how to balance out the decisions that you're making. And I wanna talk later on in the conversation about even the whole save the world uh, mentality or program and how that actually wreaks havoc on your uh, consciousness later on by allowing negativity to become more powerful than positivity despite you may be being flooded by positivity. Sure, and, and just to briefly touch on that, so us being men, we would have, of course, our, our dominant masculine side, but our goal would be to marry it with our other side, which would be our feminine, and to the women out there, it's the opposite, which they would have their dominant feminine side with them, you know, their uh, feminine organs and so forth and reproduction, but they would also um, grasp their masculine side, and that's where we counterbalance the two. For sure, for, exactly, because for men it would be discovering the hemaculus or the male's inception, which is basically the opposite of conception, uh, the ability to birth things into an inner world, and that's going on all the time right now for all males. They just don't understand how they're continuously birthing deformed ideas, deformed energy, even deformed children in a tense. And then for the female, it's a lot more intrinsic in regards to her creation, because there are certain things that the woman has to understand or understand, as I always say, about her actually now possessing a hive, okay, which is a lot of responsibility. So what happens in this world then is that the male would seem to be more stronger on the external plane. So it can be assumed that the female is more stronger on the internal plane or the astral plane. And the astral plane functions on specific dynamics itself mainly more like a womb or a hive. So in the hive, there is a queen. And so the overall frequency of woman can be changed if she's in proximity of a more dominant frequency. And this will show you that you can test this by putting five women in the room together and they'll all have generally different cycles, but then they'll start as far as their periods and then they'll begin to sync up but they'll sync up to the most dominant woman's cycle. So in every tense, and this is again the mothers and the daughters, the mother, the one who, the female who goes into her mother stage, which is actually Mapa, I call it Leb, which is basically a lioness. She's the mother of Yaldabaoth. That's why she's, she was the original Sphinx, okay? To step into that phase and actually gain controls back over the hive, would then allow the woman to ascend one step up, if you may, on the ladder to a son, okay? And not what we're thinking as males, because males are jackals or demons and are dogs and Canaan bodies and all these other different variations right now, 
Okay, so so even looking at this term male and female as the people you see walking around you right now is going to be a big mistake. You have to understand the perfection of the being when you say a son. Okay, a son is not a male. A son is a male, a female at least that has bought itself into balance because it is a dynamo. It is generating energy. So you cannot generate energy with just a positive pole. And if you think you can, go grab a battery outside, hook something to the positive side and wait. And you'll be waiting forever until you click connect it to the negative. So this shows us that, once again, that there's stages or rungs on this ladder. And this could get us into, you know, discussing a little bit about the moon and about it being the first stage on the ladder, or the first thing that a person really needs to overcome before they can even start climbing this celestial uh, ladder of celestial mechanics. Um, and that's, of course, you know, if there's not something else to discuss. Yeah, and I want to add some science in there, because when you had brought up, brought out the, um, the story of the women in a room together, and they'll be on different menstrual cycle periods at different times of the month, and then if they're in that room after an amount of time, they'll all sync together, and that will be based on the most dominant female. And if we look at, you know, Europe and the mother of, I'd say, I think it's 50% of women out there, meaning the dominant haplogroup, my understanding, it's, it's called the H haplogroup in science, mm -hmm. but she's the mother of 50% of European women, and of course, men out there. Would that kind of correlate via scientific that this H haplogroup was the most dominant female in, in the hive? Well, uh, can we well, put any... Well, let me, let me, because dominance is based on celestial mechanics. It's like, is it your time to be dominant? Is it 12 o'clock? Is it 1 o'clock on the zodiac clock? Because what you, what you would be dealing with is in Pleiades, which is nine sisters, they didn't blot it out two of the sisters because there's a constant volley going on with these sisters. That's what you would be dealing with with arc women, meaning okay. that arc women are carrying two by two the DNA of all of the beings that exist in a symmetrical reality. That's called a deva. Okay, so even the idea that God so like is, a diva. Yeah, like a the diva. idea okay. that God is a man is a joke. Okay, who God is, like I've been explaining to everyone forever, is a dog. Okay, it is the jackal Anubis, who was set himself up as king and begin to command the archons, okay? So the archon is like the ark, but it's all directed to On, the god of Heliopolis, right? Who was the king or made himself king. And this is why if you look at, let's say for instance, King Henry VIII, you go to that picture right now on Wikipedia or you just saw in the Google images, you'll notice right next to him on the left, there is a, uh, a lion and a dragon, okay? That is the symbol of Yaldabaoth. He's a lion dragon, okay? And this is a, a metaphor, but in many tenses a long time ago, very, very direct and literal, but a metaphor in a tense to the personality of lions and dragons in a physical plane because they are burning with passion. And if you understand that, the whole issue with living in a sphere is that it has limitations. There's a bubble around it. So this is also your body the bubble around your body is your skin, okay? It's the largest organ in your body. So what happens is, is that it's phenomenal cosmic power, itty-bitty living space, okay? So that's what creates the frustration if you want to get this into something like a, even of how the whole sexual and, and, and connection that we have here on this planet being fruitful and multiplying. That 
whole pent up energy can become disastrous. The person, the being can become angry. The being can rage and fire and fury and burn up things and create deserts from its desolation. That's the preliminary history, if you understand, obviously you do, of Gnosticism, which is Yalda Bale's rants and furies with being stuck on the planet. And people need to understand that. Mathematically, it proves that one being showed up first. So the Gnostic theory is good for mechanics altogether of templates that allow you to figure out anything. And it's just one thing arrives, the first thing that's going to happen is it's frustration with just being the own, only thing and mainly not understanding where it came from. Because that's this being, especially the jackal story, is that it doesn't know where it came from. But that story is very similar to human beings. And the reason why it doesn't know where it came from is because it came from a word. And that's the ineffable word. See, the ineffable word that they don't tell you and they won't allow you to pronounce, et cetera, et cetera, creates life. But the issue is, is that life that's created doesn't know where it came from. And it, so you're bringing something into a physical reality that comes from a space that doesn't even have time. So the level of confusion that can ensue is very similar to the level of confusion that ensues when a baby wakes up into this world, especially to parents that don't know how to raise it. So if you want to understand why the malevolent god dog Anu told every being to be fruitful and multiply, it was to keep creating children that would become weaker and weaker over time because they didn't have the knowledge planted in them from their original parents. So the original parent's knowledge gives you the ability to grow back up into a more massive tree in a tense and even beyond that. Without that knowledge, it appears that the person is stuck in cycles. Okay. So yeah, so what I'm gathering, you're, you know, my belief on gnosis and gnosticism is a lot of it is inherent in our DNA and our blood, which you had mentioned would come from our ancestors and this knowledge that is passed down through the the eons. Um, is that your belief as well? That's the only way the ability to know without being told can even come about, that it has to be in, in, encrusted. <laughs> it has to be okay. a part of the being's actual fiber of their entire consciousness. So, yes, sir, what's happening is, is that when we look um, back into ourselves, we get the first part of the story. Because back into ourselves right now from what the mirror is showing would be the body. Then you crack into the body and then you realize the geometry of the body is related to phi and phi is related to shells. And that what a shell is, is a shield. It's basically when you go into fear so much of what you're experiencing, you create this fortress around yourself that blocks out all of what you feel is negative to you, mainly light. So what happens is, is that when that being is deep into that shell, like the being that's in the center of this planet, it can't be exposed in a tense to any kind of penetrations. Okay, so this is the this works positively and negatively. And the reason is because we learn through penetration, meaning that we learn by something interacting on us and then us experiencing its interaction with us. That is one of the modes that we learn in. So basically, if we choose to put up the shells, the shields, the walls, right, mm -hmm. just like the queen has done, then you can't actually tap into the consciousness of everyone that's outside of you. So this was like uh, one time I had a situation where someone stole my computer out of the house, right? And then after that, I didn't feel safe in the house. So the next place that I got, it had a guard and it had a gate. But I will always feel like 
it, well, it was safety, yeah. I didn't have to worry about someone actually being able to walk directly into my house from the street. But it was also so inclusive. Like, everyone that was in that condo knew each other, and we were all in this one shell together, you see? So this is the same thing of how the planet is designed. And it's important to understand that this planet is not a sphere. It should, it's more like a meteorite that's been carved Okay, but it's not a sphere. And the reason why it's important to know that is, is that you, we need to understand that we create these at most spheres, meaning at most fear. All of our fear is in the cloud. It creates these bubbles around us that supposedly protect us from what is so wild out there and so crazy out there. Mainly, if you really understand it, it's keeping us from actually becoming who we really are. Because if the atmosphere depletes all of a sudden, well, you better say good hello to your next life because you definitely won't be staying in a physical body. But think about this. If the physical body is the governor, it is, if it is what's really holding an individual back, if you're already in balance and ready to expand, it's outside of the body that you will really want to be, where you will really want to be, outside of the planet, if you may, where you really want to be, but more correctly, inside meaning that it's understanding. To get out of here, you have to go inside. The portal to leave even this world is in the center of the planet. And, and, and that, you know, that's some, something that people have to see also as central to themselves. Like the way to get out is really to work with yourself internally and get out. And, but if you would term it properly, it would really be get in. And that's why all of the words are Backwards, B-A-C-K-W-A-R-D-S, removing the A in the Kabbalah, there's no vowels, W-O-R-D-S, all the words are backwards. So this also means not just that they are uh, diametrically backwards to each other, like you should just turn them all around, but it also means that they have, in the tense, the opposite meaning to what is actually attempting to be conveyed. And if people want to understand how that took place, and it's because Anu which is sort of written in the terror papers, wipe memories, as, as Anu was playing the role of, uh, in the terror papers of Ra, bringing in the families, because remember, a long time ago, there wasn't that many of us, bringing in the families and wiping their memories in the netherworld, which is basically what lower Egypt is. So using that prism, using that magnetic field to actually wipe the memories of the beings that knew who they really were, because that's the only way you can rule over a being like a what souls you see what i mean you can't rule over a soul how can you capture it you must first allure it so what the bodies were is the bodies were alluring like when two bodies get together after you get the first ones going when they generate when they go into this duality with each other they generate this light we call them stars now and that light attracts an otherwise non-limited being to limits because <laughs> there's going to be a limit within what light can really put out. So what I'm saying is, is that when a person sees the light, just like in reincarnation, they rush to it. And when they rush to it, they come into the next incubation inside of the cube, incubation process of their so-called growth. But a growth that's basically creating more shields away from where the person really should be, not a growth that they're actually learning anything. 
And that's really what Gnosticism teaches too, is that there's really nothing to learn save what's inside of yourself. So what is really outside then? And because what's outside is only duality, only pieces of the truth. So now we're running around the dimension, of course, and we're trying to put all the pieces together like Humpty Dumpty. And this is now the time where most of the pieces, well, for my consciousness, all of them, but most of the pieces directly as far as catching up with what's been taking place in the reality are in place. And so, you know, that kind of ushers in the next conversation about what's being created. And what I'm actually creating is a site called secretenergy.com. And what it is is open source spirituality. Because I will still notice constantly in this world that I'll know when it wakes up. Because if you see something that is so aggressive at metamorphosizing uh, consciousness, like open source has been, computers have been, etc., then all you need to do is take that tool, take that hammer, and put it into raising consciousness or spirituality, whatever term, mark, label you want to give it, okay? So what I've done is I just said, oh, shoot, open source is going to sweep the world by storm. It's causing Nike uh, and uh, all the big seers and all Roebuck and all these companies to shudder right now because what's going to happen next is that we're going to be able to provide everything. And when I, what do I mean by that? The person that they're going to have so many people able to provide better versions of what they provide, it's going to naturally, by selection, put them out of business. So they're scouring and scurrying, and all those patents and pen pendings that they put themselves under actually are becoming the reason why they can't even get into open source, right? So, on the, so to continue, open source spirituality is basically when someone creates a skeleton, that would be me in this case, which allows other people, other beings to just bolt onto it, and then what that skeleton functions is as a bridge to make sure that First of all, that there's no disinformation, so there's a high level of curation, but also that there is no interruptions in the throughput of the people who are destined to contact one another and be in touch with one another. And this is a very important thing because remember, many people do hail from different constellations in a tense of their consciousness. So if they don't get around beings that were involved with the balance side of the sphere that they were on last, then they can't charge because they don't really find someone that's like fam, family to them, okay? So this is what this platform creates, is it creates the throughput of you understanding who is orbitally connected to you right now, because this is a real thing that's going on. You have people in your orbit. I'm one of them. I come around every certain amount of time, and bam, here comes seven again. And then if you increase the vibration and frequency to harmonize more with me, then we actually contact each other more. This happens every day in reality. You harmonize with someone. You may be talking to them every single day, every single moment. You, should, you may even decide to wed them and put them in your bed and talk to them all the time, you see? So this is just a, a, to looking at this another way to that there's more, or, there's orbits that are further out, meaning that there are people that are destined to meet each other, even if it was 30 years, even if, who cares about those years, if it was aeons before they needed to connect again to see that pair, to get that pairing in their DNA that later collapses the entire chain. It, it basically solves itself. And then the coding of the DNA no longer becomes something that we're trapped into because the DNA is the two twining serpents up the tree. 
I mean, we've seen enough images of people at least showing this connection. But the reality is, is that are they perceiving what they're talking about? Because the black snake and the white snake on the tree are what we're calling positive and negative. And it shows that that's the coding. The coding is action, reaction, action, reaction, whatever poles, white, black, yellow, green, whatever poles need to be created, create the poles. And that will cause the vibrational waveform right, which is what we're calling life, which is just sound. So this is also why any ancient beings that knew the real name for God, or, or what we're calling God, which is a supreme being, the real name for the supreme being was unmovable. It meant, in our language, English, unmovable, not a wave, not subject to action and reaction, not alive as we know, and definitely not dead. And the good part about it is because a lot of people like it's the good news. Well, tell me the good news. The good news is, is that we are it. You find your way back to it. I'm just another person shining another bright beacon towards it. But eventually the person will crawl from the sludge of, of, of Mary's amniotic fluid <laughs> onto land again and then grow some wings and then fly up to the, through the sun. And if they have no fear, then their wings won't melt off like Icarus. <laughs> Seven, can, can you elaborate a little bit? You had mentioned that we're all beings from different you know, stars or constellations. Mm -hmm. And then when you look around today, I know a lot of us, a lot of us don't understand that, but a lot of us are of a mixed race. Do these different races on earth, whether that be you know, the Anglo-Saxon white European person or the African-American or the African from Africa or the Asian, are all these from different star systems? Why do we have these different races? What okay. is your theory there? Well, it wouldn't even be a theory. I mean, a person, as above, so below, you should be able to find if it's true that it connects to everything. So that's really the only thing I can stick to. But let me explain to you what's happening with the, the races, okay? Sure. It's as simple as the colors, Okay, meaning that yellow actually vibrates a specific frequency. Green vibrates a specific frequency. So when you change, and let's stop just looking at the outside, but in the inside, the core of the individual, the color that they are emitting, right? That actually is what creates the different variations and allows them to either say, well, I'm in this club or I'm in that club. So if someone that's black comes to interact with someone that's yellow, the same actually result that generally takes place is the same thing of what you would see in the laboratory. Okay. Meaning that you can actually find the actions that would ha what would happen and what would be caused if the two blend together. And we already know what happens if the two reject each other. So what it's all saying though, is that Let's say in, in this tense, there are nine colors. It's seven colors plus black and white because black and white are not the absence of color. Clear is the absence of color. So just on that alone, someone can switch your entire program. You will go from being on the nine, which is the Enneagram, to on the seven, which is basically seven days a week and all this type of stuff that they have going on, right? So look at it again. So if there's nine colors, then each of these colors are stuck in their frequency, right? And then they think I'm holding up this frequency. Oh, I'm British. So then what happens is, is that when they go to someone that's African and they're still playing this color game, they're going to get the same kind of, uh, uh, if they blend together, they're going to get the color that's in between both of those, right? And if they uh -huh. choose to not get together, the same thing's going to happen. They're just going to go back to their poles. So all this is saying that the goal here is, if there's a goal, is to collapse all the colors together, to collapse the prison. But you have to do that inside of yourself. When you collapse the prison, this is in this tense, nine chakras into a big Russian doll. Then... 
when you're, when you're going through that process, instead of you thinking that you're gaining more senses, oh, I'm getting a sixth sense, seventh sense, eighth sense, you're actually collapsing what we're calling senses. So that way you can get out of this what's called perception. Because our form of perception is sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch, five, or five, fear, fight, fire, five senses, okay? So that way of perceiving things has become a big issue for us. And this is because our bodies are in duality, meaning that smell is trying to become dominant right now and wants to go and smell something, while mouth really wants to taste something right now. Our ear is like, could you shut up and let me hear something? So this is the quarrel that is going on between our senses. So this is also the common sense that if you collapse the senses, then you wouldn't have much of that chatter going on. And then the being would realize, shit, I was talking to myself in English, meaning that we are using forms and methods of communicating with our being that it doesn't understand. Our being doesn't speak English, <laughs> you see? So what happens is, is that this is the process of, of, of basically uh, it's like cleaning up after the party. And that's why I tell people, you know, you gotta, don't be looking at some of these products and things like everyone's just trying to get money off you because after all, you'll just be investing in yourself. But even more so, if you broke it, then you fix it. You break it, you buy it, my friend. And hopefully you got enough current or currency. So this also kicks into how currency or money does tie into a person's pranic energy. Because if you didn't know, when the body goes to sleep, the astral body leaves and goes to a pranic charging station, meaning the, the ports on the planet area, or excuse me, that you're in, have sutures that come out of it that the, the astral body, per se, needs to gas itself up on. And people say, well, what you, how could that be possible? It's the same reason why you have to go and get some food to eat. That's actually the, the as-below version of it. So the soul or astral body needs prana to even travel around the dream world, to have great dreams, to control the dreams. You have to have a high level of prana or kundalini running through the system. So, you know, this is how you can start connecting all of this stuff. But seeing the central character is still yours truly. And what happens is, is that that starts to allow the person to metamorphosize the atmosphere around them. Why? Because in the scientist studies, they showed that DNA was most affected by environment, nothing else. Environment changes DNA. So you can even utilize many of the enhancing substances that help you change DNA. But ultimately, it's going to be the environment and how you perceive the environment that allows you to make the choice to make the change, to flip the switch in between, or in certain cases, balancing out those switches that are on the DNA chain. But these are great visualizations because they're, you know, they're inside the body. They've already been confirmed. This is stuff that you can see if you have an active third eye. You can see it in even HD. And this is what you know, I, I always feel jubilant about and happy about and super optimist about is because I know that this is going on. And then with the reality in itself, I do the best work that I can to give, give it the realization and I keep reinventing the way of, of doing that. But the reality is, is that you have to also see that when a person decides to move out of the matrix, okay, it is when they've run all of their cycles, they've run their course. It's like Pumpkinhead, he's got to run his course. Because what happens here is, is that once you start the race, once you start that whole shell building, once you start the whole division, 
it has to run its course completely so that way the person realizes, okay, this is what's called realization. Okay, I'm in a circle. We're on a, a round planet. No wonder why nothing's gonna be different here. I need to get off of this spheric planet and get onto my own disk, my, my, my own plane, my, my own foundation that's uh, not jagged and not unbalanced and not shaky, but firm. And so these are, again, I'm giving you the visualizations because I've I, I understand something entirely different now about the perspective of what we're actually standing on as being a sphere. And then how to move, how to change the idea. Now, this is, this is something I want to give more clarity on, okay? When I say a world, you visualize this marble that NASA showed a few years, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 years ago, whatever, out of a spaceship window about what our planet looks like and what a world really looks like. So right away, when we start world building, which was what we have to do to create another world, we visualize another world with limits. Right away, the moment we use that sphere, which is one of the most dangerous Pythagorean shapes, if misused, once we visualize the sphere, oh, to clarify that, don't think at all that Pythagoras ever showed anyone the shapes. Look at Pythagoras on the internet and that brotherhood was so delved deeply, so deeply in secrecy, and they're still on the planet now, that a person had to basically prove at least three or four times that they would never div divulge any of the real secrets before they were even allowed to the first layer of the secrets. These people were extremely distrusting because of the malevolence that they were up to. So this means that all those Pythagorean solids can really go in the trash in most tenses because those are just the new geometric forms of the archonic world that they want to build. But the sphere, as far as Pythagorean knowledge, was the most useful uh, uh, tool because it's what encases another being. This is called a C60 carbon fiber or a buckyball in the geometric tense. It encases carbonic forms, it encases life forms inside of carbon. Look at our world, 666, that's carbon. So what happens is, is that this world can hold life and, that, and it can keep life in stasis or basically trapped in a circle. This is the same way that they discovered medicine. This modern medicine that we're using now, the whole issue with when you extract the essence of something, because most modern medications that you call wonder drugs, the wonder drugs, the ones that fix heart attacks and those kind of drugs, even though they have thousands of side effects for the synthetics that they add on top of the initial agent that actually assists and helps the person, that initial agent is taken into monatomic phase, meaning it's made, it's cleared of all its toxins, and then it's still in a vacuum though. This means that it, it's not exposed to anything. And then they fire it into a carbon cell that closes up around it. And the only way that's, because if, if, if this element, and this is important to understand or understand, if this element is for one moment exposed to air, it decays. Okay, and this will let you know a lot about the plane that you're actually living on and what it does to pure beings. The moment you were exposed to this, you would start decaying rapidly. It's the same thing as if you pull one of these, uh, uh, pull this element, this monatomic, out of its capsid or out of its uh, uh, C60 carbon shell, and it's not inside of another organism already, it, it dies rapidly, or what we call death. So the reason why I'm explaining this is that this kind of spheric world that they've invented is a projection that everyone is collectively holding 
because of their misconceptions of how the world is really shaped. So let us look again at the picture of the world, just to be very, very simple with this. How does the air create a circle? Because that's the only re- that's the, would be the only thing that would be measured as a perfect circle. Like when they show you the, like they show you an image of the moon, right? They show you it with a perfect circle around it. But you can look through a microscope and see the moon is not a perfect circle. It's more like a crater. So do you see this kind of play with the symbol, the deep symbol? And this is world building. Okay, this is word building. And so what happens is, is that with the visualization of the world, that the world is something that it's not, an illusion is created. So from that point, and that's what we were talking about, but these archonic worlds that are created that are just ideas, the being starts to live in that world and inhabit that world. And it's kind of like the real world, but not. And that's what places it several frequencies down from the real, real world. And the real world you can see when you open your third eye. You can see how the world really is and what it really looks like. And you can see the ground, like if in areas that the thing's been burned, like the trees have been burned, you open the third eye, you can see the ground weeping, making these weird noises. So basically what you get is what you see, WYSIWYG. From that point, you see, oh, shit, this is a little bit more deeper than I thought. I'm really killing organisms. Well, let me watch where I walk. Oh, my goodness, I'm stepping on thousands of insects. Oh, my goodness, what I'm stepping on is not even solid. It's moving around as if it's alive, too. And then one looks at them, they eat something and see, their, see it start running through their body. And oh, my goodness. And some have already seen this even on certain, certain trips they've been on. But it, this is 100% of what's really going on. And so this is what the, the illusion then is concealing. And then the illusion is created by the person. The beginning to breaking that illusion is getting out of the idea that there's a, you're on a spheric plane. Because at that point, when you can at least go onto your disc next, right, you've now started taking yourself through the basic drills of how to change a world. And not necessarily a world for everyone else, but a world mainly for yourself first. So to change a world for yourself, you have to change how you visualize what a world is. And the good thing is you won't be lying to yourself. Imagine, oh, well, the world is not a sphere and you're starting to do this. And, and uh, no, it is really a sphere. No, it's not. And let me explain to you also very briefly because, you know, I'm only going to drop the highest levels of knowledge and then we're going to continue to proceed after that. What the moon really is, okay, and why the moon has phases to it. Okay? Now, the moon in ancient times was known as coin, which gives us the word Cohen. So what you're looking at in the sky is actually shaped like a coin because that's the craft. Which craft? Maybe. But that craft is what actually created a lot of the issues that, are dealing, that we're dealing with on the planet because it controls what we now accept it as time. Right? And the indigenous start looking at the moon and start counting the phases of the moon. Oh no, who's counting? Here comes time. So this disc, okay, which stands upright, it's a UFO in a tense. Like if you ever want to know why they keep talking about UFOs and saucer, it's the moon. And then what the moon does is when it turns, if you imagine a coin turning, the reason why you think it's going through phases is it's shimmering. 
Like, because the sun is shining at it, but when it turns, the light that you're seeing glimmer off of it makes it look like a crescent, just like if you did that to a coin in light. So then when you see the dark side of it, that's the new moon. That's the side that's blacked out, right? It's because the coin is completely on the other side. Now you're getting the backside of the coin, okay? And then when it makes its procession around again, then you get the front side of the coin in full illumination. And this is why devices like that, because that's what it is, it was stole from the normal world by the jackal, devices like that are very divisive in controlling realities in time, death, and everything about the dominion of deuce, meaning that controlling people through the passions of the duality. Fire versus wood versus water versus, that's the Chinese phi. So you can look back on a Flash Gordon flick and see hell Ming on the moon, right? And the, what are they talking about? They're telling you everything that is going on all the time, but can you decrypt it? When, when Flash Gordon got to the moon, he stuck out his hand in friendship, okay? This shows you the levels of a detachment that they have from this species. The being that he encounters first shoots off an arm that... <laughs> Flash Gordon grabs and then it electrocutes him. It basically shows the distance between compassion, which is to greet a person with a hug and a holy kiss. If you if greet a human back in the days when there were few of us and there were many more predators to deal with than there are now, to see a human, oh man, where'd you come from? Hey, what's going on? This is what I found here. This is what I found there. Hey, why don't you stay for a fortnight? <laughs> and let's, let's, talk to some, so let's talk a little bit deeper about your experiences. And so that was the greeting. So this gets back to what I was originally saying about overpopulation. And this is why we need to get prepared. I'm telling people now, run your drills. Like whatever you were going to do, if it was going to go in the direction that you may not have liked it because you're still playing those games, you may start doing it right now because this issue that we're dealing with on the planet stems into one thing very specific. If someone likes something simple, reproduction, externally. That's why to incept was always the key because what happens is is that when you keep birthing into a physical world that is an illusion right then you get the beings thinking that there's really limits and that there's really you know no hope and that we need to protect this territory and we need to kill them and we need to and all of what ensues when there just keeps becoming more people and then you start finding that maybe I can't just let everyone into my house and maybe I just can't uh, uh, help everyone and maybe if there was only 10 people this would be very difficult for any of those 10 people to ever say but when there's 8 billion people then most of the consciousness forces say well, we're Chinese but also we're Taoists and then also we're from the village of Ming Sing and then also we only pray at night so basically, the being developed several categories to categorize and pigeonhole and put itself into these shells to keep it safe from what it thinks is safe from all of the other organisms. You get where I'm coming from? So what I'm saying here is, is that the population, the command, be fruitful and multiply, first birth came, which was imbalanced, meaning that the first birth or the first act of our creation was without us even knowing how to create. And we keep doing that. We keep making and creating and having ideas that are not rounded in a tense or, or excuse me, perfected. Let's use that term, balanced. Okay. So what it creates is a deformity, 
But because still on a higher level, anything that is imbalanced is an illusion, meaning that it, there's no perception of imbalance, okay? See, for a perfected being that's imbalanced, it never thinks of or tries to conceive imbalance. That's what actually keeps it in, you see what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't mm -hmm. run those kind of thoughts and attempts through its mind of imbalance. That's how it stays balanced. So this is why pe beings that remain balanced won't really find any allies beside other beings that may be also suffering from imbalance, but not just as bad. Okay? There will be few that actually achieve what we really know is balance, because once you achieve full balance, you're out of here. And let me explain to you what happens. The vibratory wavelength of this world moves so slow, the being that you actually become, this freezes. Okay? And just explain it very clearly, because some people have asked questions, like, what's going to happen to me if I go in this high vibration? If, what's going to happen to me in the world? What about my mama? Am I going to die? And this is a major concern by people who may want to experience their higher states of consciousness, but are afraid if those fears actually, or, or excuse me, they're beyond spheres, afraid if, well, it would be sphere if they're afraid, they're afraid that those planes may cause them to die in this plane. That is not what happens. Quite the contrary. The direction that the dark lord, the blind one, is moving in is death. So when you become opposed to that and you begin to move in the opposite direction, which is life then, okay? So surely you won't be dying. So what will you be doing? You'll be living. So what would this living be like? high vibratory frequency. So it lets you know, because of, you can look into physics, you can look into all that. In high vibratory frequencies, time changes. Time collapses under high vibratory frequencies. People have experienced that in their dream. Sometimes they dream, they think they dream for like, shit, two weeks. They wake up, man, how long has I been asleep? Five minutes. How is that possible? Because there's no such thing as time. If I tell you, think about yourself when you're 20 years old. If you can do that, you, there's no such thing as time. You just traveled that distance in an instant. Okay, so what I'm honing in on here is that when you move into a higher vibratory frequency, Earth as you know it and all the people that are in it, including your shell, freezes. It's like watching that little scene in, uh, they showed it in X-Men where he was slowing it down. That was the new X-Men. And he's running all across the room, moving all sorts of stuff around. And then all the other people were moving extremely slow. And then he, un you know, he unfreeze time or uh, unslowed time and then everyone just fell into their place and didn't even know what happened. That's what happens. You go into a high frequency, everything freezes. This becomes a part of a disc, a DVD, David, a saucer. And then if you choose to load that disc again, which is sometimes what time lords do, then you will pick up right where you left off before and no one will know edgewise. What's interesting, you, you'd mentioned, you know, uh, meditating and thinking, hey, was I, you know, asleep or meditating for two weeks and then it was only really five minutes. What I've noticed over the last few years that I feel I've been awakened and went into that higher vibratory uh, realm is that time slows down for me, but on the outside it's flying by, meaning where it seems really slow for me in the in the in my world, but it's actually just flying by. Days go by, weeks go by where I don't even really notice it because I feel like it's slow for me, but on the outside, it's going fast. For Does sure. that happen for you as well, Savon? For, for sure. I mean, it's another okay. phenomenon. I guess this is kind of like what scope we choose, we step on at times because uh, it's like a, multiple rotating gyroscopes in every tense. And so when you're stepping on another scope, time's moving by so fast, but it's like, 
wow, was that really three months? I thought that was like yesterday. So exactly. there's that phenomenon too. But, and I also give everyone another introspection because, you know, again, seeing is believing and I've seen it. What happens is, is that, and this is very interesting, and that's why I don't really want people to take from this conversation that Archons, Yaldabao, Anubis, or any of these beings are the bad ones, because then you'll be back in the duality again. What I want you to see is that when you really rewind all this stuff, you were actually, there's a part of you that was actually inside of all of those creations, right? So this is basically finding the jackal side of yourself and, and, and taking it to another level. And I have actually a video that's coming out about this where I explain this more intrinsically about how to introduce the other beings that are confused inside of yourself to the beings that can actually uh, get them unconfused because it has to be done on an entirely different level. But, um, oh geez, I, I was honing in on something here and I just may have slipped my thought just very briefly, but let me... Uh, Okay, there it is. That's very rare for you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> but here it is, I actually remember. Okay. But what it's about is, okay, so what I saw was, and I can only tell you from my experience, when I started flying through, when I came out of the body, I started flying through these keyholes, okay? And I know that these were the chakras because they had weird shapes on each key, and everyone is, everyone's hole is different, okay? And this hole is basically the portal that they went through that shape, form, and fashion the consciousness that they're in now. And so to get back through that, then you need the key, basically the template of how you were when you came in. And this is why they tell you the deepest meditation technique is to be a child and then to visualize yourself back as a child and then keep going back and then you'll go back through yourself and then you can possibly see a previous life. So let's just talk about that on a visual level because I actually saw it on a vivid visual level. So I fly through these keyholes, right? And then each time I'm going through a keyhole, as I'm speeding across the plane of the disc that I'm looking at, I see parts of myself and different, me doing different things, but maybe as someone else, but still moving too fast because I was on rapid thrust to actually gather completely what was going on until I got to the top keyhole, right? And then when this keyhole opened up, it was almost like I went into the body because I figure at this point that was as high as I was going to be able to ascend per se in this particular experience of, of, of Kundalini awakening or whatever. And when I woke up, I actually w w woke up and seeing what, where I was, I was sitting on a throne and my head was slumped over like as if I had passed out or lost consciousness. And I could tell it was because I was on some kind of opiate. Okay, and then in front of me, because this was like very ancient times, in front of me, there was this dog cat being dancing, and it was like almost, it was like a woman too. And so it's like some of the things that you see in Anchor Wat. And then I realized that where I was at now, like this world that I'm in now, I'm dreaming about in an opiate stupor as a king, possibly somewhere in, in, in one of these ancient lands, okay? And this may be the same story for many people because all you're doing is you're just going back up the ladders of creation and eventually you'll get into single bodies like the original king and, you know, this kind of thing and you'll just keep going back up through there. But there was something that was very, also very important because there was a lot extracted from that experience because you can feel everything in the environment and you can just send, when you're using third eye, you can send out your queries and they come back with a response. But even more than that, all of the information of what's taking place is present. It's like the Akashic record or whatever they call it but what happened was is that when I returned and a few days later when I completely analyzed the situation I realized that even back in the day our form of entertainment was so mesmerizing that 
you will fall into a stupor in a certain tense of an illusionary dream and start dreaming about another cog of time that you were having an experience in. So what I'm saying is, is that don't be surprised if you figure out that your oversoul, aka higher self, is sleep somewhere dreaming about your existence here. Not to mention, don't be surprised if that sleep that it's in is because of its engagement with some kind of flora and fauna. Because if you really just get that name, flora and fauna, which is Venusian, that's all Venus stuff, to hit the atmosphere of Venus or anything that Venus has ever been involved in, you're going to be seduced because that's what Venus does. That's the dark side of Venus. There's a light side of it. But it means that, have you ever been wafted with all of your senses turned on with the fragrance of a rose? I don't think so, because now few people can feel when all their senses were turned on. But the reality is, it is, uh, let's, let's put it, uh, I'm trying to look, use other words here, but basically it's when something overwhelms your sensory system so much with pleasure that you faint. <laughs> you see what I mean? So yeah. we need to understand, well, how are we down here anyway? Because you got to see that there's a sequence of chaining down Gulliver. <laughs> and this is another imagery. Me and a good friend of mine were talking about this. And we were talking about how many of the, uh, the, many of the uh, child stories and things are metaphoric for exactly what's going on now, if you understand how to take it into its context like Gulliver in Gulliver's Travels. And just one main part of it, that the giant, which could be you, can be tied down by all these little people, meaning all these habits and all of these, or hobbits as I call them, all of these different things that you need to get in agitations. And big Gulliver, who's gullible in many tenses, get, can get tied down by all of these little things. So you see, that's what I'm talking about with the gnosis and the extraction. You can take what is really being presented in the reality and correct it because you're dealing with a correct mind and then start seeing the depth of it. Basically, you, you, you turned it into a monatomic. You worked the alchemy on it. And so that was, of course, the main thing that was central to alchemy is that if you learn alchemy, it wasn't just about ingesting the substance of after your alchemical transmutation. It was about seeing how the alchemical transmutation first took place, which is the beginning of Gnosticism in a tense because it shows that the body was the alchemical laboratory. And what external alchemy was, was to create what the body is doing, it's also mainly in males, meaning that what the body is doing is it's taking uh, shoot, some people, chicken, broccoli, water, soda, all this stuff, and condensing it into the original monatomic form, mono, which is an anagram for a moon, that first king, into that monatomic form, which is that seed or that semen, a seaman on the sea, so mm -hmm. that way it can generate life again. So that's real alchemy. All the stuff that came after that were really the distortions of alchemy. So what, we, what we're dealing with then is, is that the alchemical treaty is the body. And then when we learn how that extraction, condense, condensing, and all that process really works, we can do that to our own selves. And then what we've done is we've distilled, we've refined our own self. And then when we distill and re refine and monatomic our own self, that's when this whole dualistic reality ends. Then you see with one eye, and that's what collapses time, because time is created through division. At the moment two starts, time begins. 
So before that, that's when there's no concept of time, when everything is together. And so that's what's up. <laughs> and in regards to alchemy, how important do you believe, you know, you talk a lot about, you know, knowledge and truths and, and so forth. You know, what about nutrition and the food we take in, our environments? You live in a beautiful area in, in Costa Rica. How important is all that stuff, the, the substances we put into our bodies, such as food, and then also our environments to our own alchemy? That's a very good question because I, I had just a, a recent insight of something that was, was quite, you know, it, I don't know how to pronounce how it actually, um, what it did to me, but it was when I noticed that this one person mainly that I know, it's a close friend that still eats meat and things, was far more conscious than some individuals and many individuals that I know that are on this whole namaste, love and light uh, path and not eating meat and, and all this stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. And so this had to bring things into deep perspective because of course, and this is common sense, you will wanna back yourself down off of the more denser elements in consuming them. So meat or slow down light plasma is the, one of the most dense elements in itself. So, because w when we eat meat, we're taking in the life substance of that animal. W the death substance of the animal. Okay. I mean, the death substance, to, to, correct. Because right. to take in the light substance, the, the life substance of an animal, you don't have to kill it. You gotcha. can, like what people do with dogs and cats when they really love them and they have compassion, they're taking in light substance and they're sharing it, that life substance, right? Simple, perfect analogy there. Perfect. Sure. Thank so you. So the, the next stage is, of course, slow down plasma, which appears to be dead, but nothing is dead. It's basically decaying, so it has a lot of different kind of bacteria and toxins and all sorts of stuff in it. So from that general tense and that simple principle, that's obviously how it works. But you'll notice that the, the and we can call it the mind, the mind also has to do its work. And that's why we believe in the trimerge, mind, body, soul. You have to perfect all three of those. Because the mind, because any one you can, any one of those you can get trapped in and where the other one can hold the other one back. So what, what I'm saying is, is that some people have mentally loaded, as a robotoid will do, which is the next species from an insectoid, will load a conscious program, version 3.2, which they just downloaded from Facebook. Meaning that there's now this new uh, program running called consciousness and what it's supposedly like to be conscious. Conscious means aware of everything that goes on around you and its effects. So, for we, so we, for, before we can fully say that we're conscious, we need to make a lot of ventures into th the unknown. Okay. So in every tense, what I'm talking about is that the person has to work on that trimerging and can't just depend on one thing like it's going to be the holy grail of the whole thing or the genie in the bottle of the whole thing. Once I stop eating meat, then it's all going to happen for me. I'm going to ascend because meat eaters are evil. This is the same as <laughs> this. This is the same kind of phenomena that goes on with just trying to find out whose fault it is. Oh, it's the Arabs. I'm telling you it's them. And the Christians too. Now, it's also the devil worshipers. The so, Now, look at this. <laughs> now, we just put the Christians and the devil worshipers in the same category. What is really happening here? Because according in their book, they're actually supposed to be in the opposite category. But this is where you start seeing this underlying play here where everything is really the same. It doesn't mean that you go out there and do something stupid because there's a cause and effect. But if, when you get in the game, meaning when you get into the whole dualistic plane of the matrix, which is playing the game, you got to understand the components that it's dealing with. And so this also gets into your character. 
like the character that you're using in the game. In my case, I'm going to speak to myself, James, right? Which I generally leave on the shelf. There's Savon, and there's a few other characters, right? And they mm-hmm. sit on the shelf on the shelf until it's t- in the self, yeah, the shellfish, I call it, because it's the person who's identified with something and they, you know, they're now shellfish, which stuck inside the shell who they think they are, right? And they give themselves a tone, James, and that doesn't sound very uh, uh, vibratory orchestrated, vibratorily orchestrated well, right? So what happens here is that I stay in a mode known as clear face most of the time. No programs are loaded. Like the only time that I, I just mirror what comes at me, because realistically, that's the best that you can do in this kind of dimension, like just mirror. So that way you can show individuals what they really look like in you. You see what I mean? So you, yeah. they get the slight upgrade maybe if you've done that to yourself. But the reality is, is that it, it's, it's such an amazing adventure, you know, just to change the note just a little bit. It's such an amazing adventure to understand who you really are. This is all about you. But what happens is if you put yourself into this one little word, James, and then you're really an orchestra because your organs are still playing orchestras right now, then you've limited yourself. Likewise, I want to explain to people, don't get off this phone and, oh, my body is bad and the archon is living in my organ. Don't play that game with yourself. There's a balance to everything. There's always been a positive and negative side to these planets. Like, look at Saturn. Saturn, wisdom, justice, a real father, not justice, but wisdom, a real father, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Then on the side, killer, you know, <laughs> all this, okay? So what I'm saying is, it's the same thing with Venus, you know, beauty and harmony, and then on the side, seductive, and you see? So all these planes that are parts of ourselves have these two sides, and we got to bring them in balance. And that's actually the only way you get out of the cage. So who's in the maze? Mr. Minotaur, Mrs. Minotaur. Meaning that the humans are in the maze. The maze is called Earth, okay? And then where we're at right now is in the center of it. Meaning that we have yet to make, for most people, the journey outside of Earth. But today, many people made the journeys. You see, they're making these journeys through these conversations. They're venturing out of that middle part of the maze where they're completely stuck. They're venturing out and saying, maybe this is true. And they're taking one step after another. And this is leading them down a path. Now, this is why you do need mentors. You do need guides. Because if you've walked down that path before and you know it's a dead end, it would, be, it would help a little bit if you told another being that was lost, hey, don't go down that way. I'm going to try this way. I'm still not sure if it leads out, but I know definitely that way doesn't lead out. And that's what, if we can do anything for each other, that's what we can really do. And so another thing, and just to, to, to uh, just bring this up really briefly, the save the world sure. idea. It's a very dangerous idea. I just unloaded it like maybe two, three weeks ago. And oh, what a relief because I was burdened with it for like six years. And what happens is it's all hunky-dory at first. It's all fine and dandy, right? Until you start running into people that you cannot save, right? Because Mm -hmm. there are people who don't speak your language. There are people who are missing organs that don't even allow them to talk or hear. So that whole save the world idea is false. And then what it leads to is it leads, because people, some person died right now, just right now, and I miss them. So what happens is, is that if you get into that, and then you start becoming overwhelmed with the things that you cannot interact with and cannot save, quote unquote, this starts to cut chinks in your armor and blows to your morale. 
right? Oh my goodness, there's another one. So then this is, there's another phenomenon that takes place that needs to be watched more closely. And it's how then negativity in that person's, in that being's mind, used to be me, could actually become sometimes stronger than positivity. And I'll give you an example. I don't let people comment on any of my videos or any of my stuff unless I approve the comment because there's trolls everywhere. So what happens is, is I have to go in and approve comments sometimes. So I'll be reading the comments. The comments 80% of the time, 90% of the time even now are great, which I think are great because I throw all religions and everybody else under the bus that's causing a person to go out of them, outside of themselves to find something that's really within, right? So I would mm -hmm. probably accumulate a lot of enemies like that, but so far people love it. But there are some people, you idiot, I can't, realize, I can't even understand how you said that, you jerk off, right? And then all sorts of bad words and then whatever they can creatively say that will be a curse, okay? So what happens is, is that I will look at that and be like, man, I can't stand these people. <laughs> right? And I, I don't even know, man, I'm going to have to change up everything. Like, how am I even going to get to this kind of stage of consciousness, right? So what's just happened, really, when you pull back off the whole thing? 90% of the people, hey, it's great, man, it's changed my life. Wow, this is mind-blowing. Man, I can feel what you're saying. One person, this stinks. You're a scum, you schmuck. And that is the only thing that I can focus on. And I had to check back into my own system because I got really good control over all of my processes of thought and you know, feelings and all this kind of stuff. But it took me months to figure out why is that like that? Because I kept pushing it, putting in a file. I said, hey man, this is a problem. Like you always get bent out of shape when you read these comments. And sometimes when I wouldn't even see a comment starting like that, I would close it real fast before my brain could completely take a picture of it like a photograph and then play it all back to me about what it said and how it articulated it. And so I finally hunted it down and it was within that save the world whole idea. And this doesn't mean that you may not do something magnificent for the world, but I will tell you the truth. You will never accomplish it with the idea that you're trying to save the world. Because once you get into that whole thing, once you get into that whole bag, what you then do is you make yourself responsible for things that it's going to take a person to make a choice to actually change. And if you want to go make the choices for them, oh, shit, you might as well go ahead and be chief Jesuit because that's what they do. They make the choices for people. They don't present what all the choices are and then allow them to go through the process of making choices when they're ready. And this becomes very similar to showing a, a, a two-year-old porno, meaning that there are certain things that you don't show beings at a certain stage of their develop development hello and this is also what's going on with the new platform the new platform doesn't allow neophytes to see things that adepts should see and this also allows me to open up the complete archive which can only be rivaled by the vatican of the information that is really about what's going on in spirituality that i have not re i had not released previously because in the platform that we were in there was which was ning network there was no way to really govern in a tense because this kind of knowledge really does need to be governed, govern how this knowledge reaches a person. So I just wouldn't post it. I'm not going to post something that's going to do more damage than good because I can't assess what stage the spiritual person, the person that's supposed to be spiritual is in. But to the adept or the one who is aspiring to be adept, they need to see the confirmation behind what the moon really is from the symbolism from the books that cost $40,000 for the people who worship the moon more than others because the moon connects to money. That's why there's moon in the beginning of it. It is about the uh, current, meaning that's why it causes fertility. That's why it was initially the coin. 
That's it has currency. lots to do, or exactly, it has lots to do with gold because gold is not only a high conductor, it also does connect to the coinage that we, we used initially to denote how much money you had. So, you know, and then whoever has the most gold makes the rules, especially if you knew how to transform it alchemically. You just eat it and go into a higher vibratory frequency and control things from a spectrum that others are yet to even access. You see? So, you know, this is, but li listen what we're talking about, though. This is like a fucking RPG. Excuse my language. <laughs> this is like, it's like, I would walk away from a conversation like this. If I heard it for the first time, like, man, I thought something was going on with this place. And I thought there was more to this. I mean, it just seemed like it could be so much richer, considering that if we walk in the forest, probably 80% of those elements there, especially on any kind of uh, old tree, synthesized meaning put back into its original state, would yield a great deal of knowledge about what it was like to be in that point in that time. And what am I saying? I'm talking about that even the synthesis of Dimitri, which is DMT, is already seen to be able to do miraculous things for rewinding a person into their consciousness and giving them an energetic potential to activate at least certain centers to, for them to perceive that something else more is going on here. But... There are trees, and there are, so I'm here in Costa Rica, there are trees that are ancient, okay? They've been here for hundreds of years. To synthesize the bark from one of those trees, now, some people are right on the phone right now, why do we got to synthesize it? No, you can go hug it. Go ahead and try it out. Like, you can probably, if you're really adept, tap right into it through its roots, right? We're always looking for people who can do that. But for those in the crash-landed ships, Synthesis is the key to putting elements back into their stage where they don't have toxins and impurities, so thus they cannot express who they really are. And if you think that may be a myth, look at us now. Because what's happened is we've picked up so much toxins and so many things that are not symbiotic to our organism, we're having a hard time perceiving what even kind of organism are we anyway. That's a part of the toxin. So when we do the synthesis then on ourselves, this is the refining, this is the distillation, that's how we get to the pure energetic potential of tapping into what we really are, which is limitless. So at that point, you become in a certain tense, like me in the tense of not setting any more goals. I don't have goals. Those are walls. Goals are nets. Last time I checked when I watched soccer. I don't have motivation. Motives move outwards. That's that whole external thing again. That's even though you're talking, I'm not listening. That's what that means. Because most people are not functioning on even a dual core processor, so they can't talk and listen at the same time. So this means that if a person comes to, listen, comes to hear what you have to say, but their motive is really they want to hook up with you, or they need you to pay some of their bills, or they need you to stroke their ego a little bit. Those are all motives. So they're standing in front of you listening to what you're saying, but they're not really listening. So this is where the correction comes with the, with the organism. And I only can do it for myself. Like I said, I agreed three um, months, I think it's now two months ago, that I would leave out of third grade because I had been teaching third grade for a while. That was the previous courses, even though they may seem somewhat advanced or maybe not, but I was teaching third grade. And this caused, and this is just basically being a bridge between a person's certain state of consciousness into the next stage of consciousness. But remaining there with your teaching, despite you may have gone very far 
right? And so this was also, again, the save the world problem because I would get people talking to me as if I didn't know what, know what they were talking about. Or I don't know why you're still in that old stage of duality. Didn't you know that you have to get out of that? And I'm like, didn't I just tell you that I'm a teacher and the reason why I have to stay in duality is because everyone else is still in it? And then I got to be the bridge to get them out of duality back into uh, uh, being collected. And to do that, you must remain in duality. I mean, you're talking about two different positions here. It's like, again, the same thing in school. Do you teach a third grader trigonometry? No, they can't even comprehend trigonometry. So you start with, you know, uh, basic uh, arithmetic. So that's the same thing with what we've been doing thus far. And if people think it was advanced, wait until you see what happens next. But guess what? It doesn't get more complex. It starts simplifying. Notice the direction we're moving in, it's Russian dolls. We don't keep dividing it into more things <laughs> and more making it more complex, issues. right? I mean, we yeah. wanna bring all this together. And so that's what I'm about. Like that's what my creation is designed to do. And I believe that there are many people on the planet also, and actually beyond the planet, outside the planet, outside of time even, that are all rooting for this. Like we will find more allies than enemies when we make that choice within. But also don't think that someone that is noble, like an element, Atribium, osmium, these kind of elements would sup with you, meaning actually spend a fortnight in your cortis, in your body, in your crucibles, if you're not worthy of that, meaning that who wants to sit down and talk to a fool? If a person doesn't believe in what you're saying, you're wasting energy and losing your, your, uh, you're losing a lot in those conversations, okay? So this is also where as conscious people, we have to learn that when you spread potent knowledge, it does trickle down further and further because what happens is, is that you have listeners that they get it, like they can even add more to it. <laughs> so when they get off the line of hearing this, they take it through their filters and then they give it to the individual that is getting knowledge from them in the way that they comprehend it, right? And then that individual does the same thing. So really what's needed is potency, not weakness and so it's not my place to get on the phone and tell everyone how great things are and it's all going to be great like that fake cobra running around oh the galactic form and i'm like man where is this dude getting this stuff from man doesn't he understand how or understand how deep this is doesn't he understand the passion that we have to take our planet to another level and you're playing with this like it's about your money and it's about your fans and your fame and your members Man, if I was still in duality, you might get smoke for that kind of thing. Meaning that when that aggression that you see come out of people when like in Ferguson right now comes out because of the violation of their spiritual rights and the breaking of their universal laws, that's when we're going to have a real world on our hands and not before then. And in a word to the malevolent, really briefly, in, when a person gets to the stage of becoming a soul sovereign, Okay, when they become a sovereign, that means that they can provide their own power, their own spiritual power. Okay, then if you try to break a sovereign's universal law, you get a glitch in your matrix. And what I had the opportunity to do about two and a half weeks ago is see that vividly. Now, I've seen it subtly, and this is when somebody, maybe the police pull up behind you, and you know, now you know, they want to do all sorts of crazy stuff, and then 10 minutes later, they're driving off, right? And this is because they're breaking your universal laws. And as a sovereign, if you stay seated in yourself, then they have to go about their way because they're only minions. That's why they're under that badge. They're under that star, right? They're under that shield, right? We broke that shield. They're still underneath the moon, under dominion. We're beyond that. 
Okay, so what happens is to a sovereign, stay in your laws of universal laws and hold your ground because what will happen is, and I witnessed this, this is why I realized the matrix, because of the, the cog it's on, this particular matrix, it's really gotten itself so illusionary that when your higher self, your oversoul needs to intercede for you, this thing glitches, literally. It freezes to a certain extent then reboots and you can tell this goes on because certain devices that maybe you have to use all the time so you know how they operate start doing something weird for just that moment and this takes a watcher in a tense because you got to be watching everything that you can notice this especially if you're going through some situation your universal law is about to be broken you're standing in your seat as a sovereign then all of a sudden when you stand on your seat and then they have that one point of when they're about to make that infraction glitch and then what the glitch causes is like, only way I can interpret it is like a Jedi mind trick on the individual. All of a sudden they say, sir, you can go. I have something else to do. And of course you're not going to argue, but that's what I want people to see is again that step that's taken at times where you don't see there's a ledge there, don't see that there's another step to even step on, but you have to step out in your own stage of your faith and your belief in who you really are. And then once you stand in that, your sovereignty, then if someone's, or something is coming to break universal laws, oh no, you can't break universal laws for a being that has not given you consent. And we're not talking about this straw man and going into the courts. And No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a galactic court. I'm talking about where the galactic courts and the proceedings are held all within a twinkling of an eye about the decision about what's going to happen to you next. So realize once more that Icon, archons, eidolons, and all these different forms of division are nothing compared to a being that's whole. And that's kind of common sense. But once again, once you become sovereign and whole, demons flee from it. They hide in corners from it. And so this is the knowledge that, you know, I have an opportunity to bring today. Obviously, I'm available for any uh, introspections that need to happen with anything specific that I mention. But I think that today has been a very fruitful conversation as usual, and that many people will go away from the conversation with a higher level of collectivity inside of themselves. You always bring that to these podcasts and your teaching, Sevon, and that's why I love having you on the podcast. And I've had a lot of people in the Gnostic Warrior audience request to have you back. So... It's definitely been awesome having you on and giving and us an, an understanding of the world. Before we wrap up the show today, can you tell the audience where the best place they could find your great work and then also your new website you had mentioned earlier in the conversation? For sure. Um, what we've okay. done is we have you know, quite a few platforms across the Internet, and this is because they all serve a specific purpose. That way there's no overlapping. So if you're looking for... That, uh, just the stuff that we've put out just recently, and if you haven't seen any of our work and you want to get in the, in the know, you can go to astroquest.tv, and also astroquest.com is like the main site that kind of gets you to all the AstroQuest stuff, including astroquest.tv, so that's that. Our original archives, meaning where we originally started and where most of the knowledge and information, although now amongst a lot of knowledge and information because it's a social network, is that is that actually at the resistance2010.com, which I still will say is actually number one on the Google search engine for the keyword, the resistance. So we're really doing this, like it's playing out like a movie. It's really crazy to me, but this is like the eighth <laughs> year, so it's, it's still happening. So what happens is, is that the resistance is where you can get all your um, archived information of when we were doing the Universal Mother shows and things like that, but you're going to have to dig for it. 
Um, we, our YouTube channel is Interstand. Is that right, Jason? Interstanding? Interstand, okay, so yeah, the YouTube channel is Interstand. There they can find all the videos pretty much all put in, and that's even some of the older stuff is there. We actually have a blog talk channel that was still up. I think it's uh, the 2012 show, and you'll find a lot more archives there. And I'm just giving people these archive references because this sure. knowledge, as it came today, has been collectively building. So if you want to kind of know where all this stuff comes from or you want to start at, you know, where it would be at the beginning, then you need to refer to those channels. We also have uh, Realm Dynamics, which is realmdynamics.com, and that's just specifically we activate humans. What you'll find there is the supplements that we found that we've investigated that are the most beneficial to getting an individual to the next stage of their consciousness or repairing that vehicle that may be damaged. In addition to that, we do offer um, a specialist program, which is somewhat of an affiliation where we allow individuals to even uh, share in current because after all, like why would we want to hold that back from people? We're energy givers, this is not a charity. We don't ask for anything you won't get, oh, can I have $50 or make sure you hit the donate button, although it's necessary for many people right now, but that's just not the kind of faction that we're running. So we do have opportunities even for a person to employ themselves. And then last but definitely not least is really the perfection of all the platforms and the things that I've learned over the last four or five years with doing this and, uh, and uh, basically figuring out how to wean out certain things that were more of an imbalanced experience with the platforms and people interacting with each other, et cetera. And so that's gonna be at Secret Energy. I expect to launch within no more than two months. And this is for fuel curation because the site is basically, I would say 70% complete at this moment. And all of our technical integrations are in place and working properly, they're shaking hands. So that means that, that everything on the technical side, like having algorithms that rate the, um, the best answer for a question, spiritual question, um, that people are rating and that way you get the top answer, not based on the individual that is the most active on that forum, but the individual that does have the, be the best answer, similar to Reddit. Gotcha. We Perfect. have a full instructors page that's coming up and that's basically the people that we've grown with during this time. People such as Dan Winter, Pierre Sabak, uh, Shannon Dory, um, Kato Gaia, these kind of individuals that I feel are masters and have keys to some very deep things in, uh, in intense, some central paths that we could definitely use a walk down paths that are very seldom traveled. And uh, this doesn't mean I endorse everything everyone is saying, but it means as a whole that there's something there that needs to be collected by the quester. And um, so yeah, so that's, that's uh, the new platform and, and there's tons of stuff that it features. In fact, it's like maybe 25 different features. It's offshore. Uh, so this allows a person not to have to keep all their information, their data, or even study within uh, uh, grounds or realms that don't support that and want to um, abuse uh, their uh, privacy rights and privacy laws, and you know what I mean. So basically yeah. hosting it offshore in the Netherlands, we've linked up with some people there that are really awesome, and they're actually uh, hosting a couple other very conscious sites, but as you know that they're not functioning under the Patriot Act at all because gotcha. their country had already got destabilized and they were able to recover, so they did things a lot more differently. So NSA won't have a backdoor to the site, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I think that if NSA wants a backdoor to anything, they can get it. <laughs> gotcha. But it's, all, it's saying that it's not going to be given up easily. I'll say okay. it like that because you know when you understand text, you know that mm -hmm. anything is really possible. Like the moment, like it can be sniffed from your laptop somewhere. But is it that important? <laughs> so that's why we're making it open source, is because really what you get is, and I just find that they're sleeping on spirituality because they're they're sleep anyway. So. They're not really gambling that spirituality is going to be the, the uh, 
ever going to metamorphosize into, and not, they in attention, as I'm saying, the so-called controllers or whatever they call themselves, they're not uh, anticipating that there'll be any spiritual awakening anytime soon, and that's because the king is dead, which is Jehovah. And what they've done is they've taken the king's kingdom, which is all of the, the different archons and the different uh, what you call disciples, etc., have divided that into their own dominions. And then they rule over those dominions, and those dominions actually have a, a more of a place in a person's mind as firmware. And firmware meaning that if you get into trouble, the first thing you do is refer to this God in the sky. Oh, God. And uh, to unseat that, it takes quite a bit of effort. Uh, it means that you have to basically self-substantiate, which is what they were showing you on the movie The Matrix, where the kid self-substantiated himself. That's basically when you become fully responsible for what you're doing on the dimension. So this is a step-by-step -step process. Secret Energy is introducing that. It has a curriculum that starts from the netherworld and goes all the way um, past vast face, past clear face, um, into limitless. So that's something I feel like is a very necessary point uh, or something that's very intrinsic to this next stage of what we're doing is to have all the information in a step-by-step -step level which we don't have currently like some of this stuff can be quite abrasive for a person hearing this for the first time so what we want to do is we want to create level zero as i call it which is the netherworld and that's free that's a person's what's wins wise where's hows of the wilderness of the matrix so that they can decide if they're willing to go to that next level level one which is the foundation and level two plasma in understanding how to deal with anything of flesh including yourself level three ethereal you know so there's several levels main, there's seven levels and that's just not because i like the number seven but just because as as far as i think it needs to go anyway and i may collapse some of those levels into the same thing once we kind of get experienced with it a little bit more with the curriculum but what i'm saying is there's a step-by-step -step process of how to basically get yourself into limitless and it's free and it also allows a person to be able to get in a tense the, um, what am I saying here? I'm basically saying that it's, oh, there it is. This is not a placebo. Like I have no interest, absolutely no interest in sitting here all my life on a computer, typing something that's just gonna allow people to join a site. My whole interest here is to get people the information in an innovative and effective way that's gonna allow them to get the results that they've put their time into getting. And so for those that are, this is for those that are serious, for those that are, are really into this, they will find within this platform everything that they need to expand. And so that's what I, I believe per, personally is what I metamorphosize my change their save the world idea into, and this is a good point to end the conversation, is I morphed it into creating that so that way if a person chooses to do that, that it's available and it's not so obscure. So what I'm talking about is that there's many people that want to get into this higher state of consciousness and they need this. And in fact, or they want this. And in fact, them doing that would actually probably change the world. You just would get more powerful people bringing the same kind of message and also doing the actions that accompany this kind of message, right? So with that being done, you don't you basically you open up something that's been closed because what's been happening is is that you get these very devout people that really want to experience this this true side of themselves and then they jump onto one of these platforms and then they get all this disinformation they get things that are not integral to them they gain new enemies new allies more positive more negativity and the controller so-called controller if you want to call it that 
knows this and loves it. So it doesn't matter in a tense to if a person has a sight and it says all positivity, all positivity, if it's not saying balanced. It's just another part of the whole game. And that's medicine people like me have to take and people, especially people who step up and say that their teachers have to take. And then guess what? Nobody's judging you. Nobody wants to be a Jew and judge everything or Jewish, as I call it, and, or Jupiterian is more of the tense. So nobody wants to be Jupiterian and judge all the time. It's basically about judging yourself and then saying that, okay, but I'm going to fix it because that's what I did. Like our, our platforms and things have always metamorphosized because even if I find out that something that I've said not, may not be correct, next show I'm saying, hey, man, it's not exactly as I was perceiving it then, and here's the next update. And I think that that's what everyone has enjoyed the most about the platform is that it's real time, it's real we get into this, there's a genuine interest again to, to assist people, and that's what we've been doing. So that's where you, where you can find us at to not get long-winded about it, but to sure. really understand it is a family. Uh, it is something that you, it's what you put in, you get out. And we're also in the know, so we're aware of all the people who are not serious about it and also want to play, and it's another title. But I think that this type of message gets people away from that because it actually allows them to look at itself. Because I check myself every morning, are you fake? Like, man, come on, like, what's going on with you, man? We should be able to stay up a little bit longer than this. So now I'm on four and a half hour days, and, you know, I'm working out, I'm building a platform, I'm also getting out meeting people. So I'm not basically saying that what I can't do anymore because I don't have enough time or I don't have enough ability, et cetera. So I just want, um, well, I don't want anything, but the reality is, is that this is something I feel like that people will enjoy as an alternative to the current life that is generally available in this dimension. Yeah, and it's basically the next evolution of your work, Seven. After all these years, it's great that you're going to have one central platform, and I, sure. I feel there's a big need for that with all these forums out there that are huge but filled with disinformation and fear on more of the dark side, and then you also got the the um, ignorance is bliss and the light side as well. So it'll be great for a teacher such as yourself that's not working for the government to have their own forum to take people to the next level. So For sure, and then also just keeping in mind that it is open source, so what we even do is that we'll feature your work there, and we'll feature the individuals that we know collectively are on the same frequency as us. That's, that's what we're doing. We're not policing it, but we're also not gonna allow malevolence to come in, but I believe that, see, what, what I just have the ability to do in a tense is I'm a magnet, as they call it, a magnetar or something, and what happens is is that I know that I have the ability to bring in millions of people because I'm already in contact with individuals that have that kind of, uh, of endorsement, if, if you may, meaning that they have millions of people at their, um, at their level of communication, that they can say something and it will go to millions of people. But the thing is, is that I can't handle millions of people, nor do I want to, and that was the you know, situation with the other Let's platform the is that, yeah. of, of course, yeah, so, there, so I'm basically, until you can get in touch with someone else that may be to help you, you got to go through me, and this serves its purpose for a while, because also you keep people from being hurt and damaged, but after a while, you just can't do it, so you need to enlist others to do it, right, that have that kind of responsibility, and have gone through the proper courses, and so remember, these courses also allow us to distinguish and attend, well, if you've gone through that course, this means you're in a know about this, and if you're in a know about this, then you can definitely be useful to someone who is not, and then if you have several levels of that, then you, you meet, and that's why I think it may be nine levels, because I, I know there's nine levels to this reality, so if we have someone on a perfect, in the perfection of every level, 
right? And so they, they can guide these people through these teachings. And then it's not just 777 or James, 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 and, you know, waiting on me to say something, right? So, and then the same thing with, if there's millions of people, wouldn't we want them to hear some of the Gnostic radio episodes? Of course. But if Gnostic radio, I mean, I'm not sure if yours even Gnostic radio, excuse me, but <laughs> we'll call it that today. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it should be. <laughs> if someone, maybe I took the name already and ain't even doing that <laughs> way. They reserved it and patented it. <laughs> but... It's a Gnostic, in a sense, what I'm saying is, is that with the, if the Gnostic radio is there and then we have millions of people that are also getting that information, then we've got something is what I'm saying now, because they're not going to look at anything all day, meaning like even the resistance platform, secret energy platform, it can max itself out. Personally, I want to do something else. So you want to have that something else that they can do with conscious people. Like we have a directory um, and this allows people to connect with conscious professionals. This means people like you need your website built, if you need graphics made, those kind of things are very difficult to get done because you have to go to a uh, freelancer and get ready to lose some money. <laughs> so what happens is, is that there are people that are conscious that do that, but where can I find them? Uh, nowhere. Same thing as, like I said, the question thing, tons of questions, but all these crazy answers and none of them being sorted. So these are really simple things that it will mean worlds to what's going on in, in spirituality in the field of consciousness once it gets started. And that's why we're also, we're not taking a break over here. I got my good friend Jason from Promethea and Reach here with me. I have my other good friend Jason in, in Lancashire, uh, UK. Good friends who so can keep going on, on and on and on. So we have allies. Well, what I've also noticed is that with every single one of us, it's like a Voltron in a tense, that when you put more of the pieces together with everyone, then you get even more magnificence. You see what I mean? So that's what this platform is really designed to do in many tenses, is connecting the people. It's been a great pleasure speaking with you today in Costa Likewise, Rica Mark. from San Diego. Okay. Thanks for your time. Thank you.